I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Give it to me! Hey everyone, I'm Molly Wood. And I'm Tom Merritt. Welcome to It's a Thing, the weekly podcast supported by you. Because we're for those who express how they care through things. Because things connects people, and sharing what matters shows you care. That's why it's a thing we help people pass love on every day. Thanks for joining us. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to play a little game now because it's Thanksgiving week in the United States of America. Mm-hmm. And uh, you all know, even if you're not from America, you probably know the gist of the traditions. What do you think our It's a Thing mission statement was based on today? We'll give you a moment Come up with your answer. Think Make your best over. guess. What could it be? Sharing what matters. Sharing. Help people pass love. Pass love on. Things connecting. What was it's it? It's butterball. It's butterball turkey. Butterball turkey. Have you ever Passing had on love? But and anybody who doesn't know, butterball was sort of in the at least in the seventies and eighties the most advertised Thanksgiving turkey. Uh, Definitely. Possibly the most consumed Thanksgiving turkey. Uh, did you ever have a butterball turkey? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We never I mean, it's perfectly good turkey. What? My dad was like too expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so incredible because now it's like the wonder bread of turkey. <laughs> I know, right? That's amazing. Uh, yeah. He's like, we don't need to pay for the brand name. I mean, I think they even – it is like it was the fancy – because I think they put At the some time. seasoning in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like I got one within the last decade and was like, huh, there's like some flavor. Yeah. The, it was They had put a rub on it maybe or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, a b- Butter. Amazing. It's right there in the name, I would assume. Had something to do with that. I have wondered. I I'm have pretty wondered. sure my dad just went to a farmer that sold turkeys. Really? And, yeah. And Dang! Got like him a that freaking way. Christmas tree? That's bonkers. Yeah, right. Oh, Sari Two W is saying they inject it with saline. I believe that it's like a briny, <laughs> a briny situation. I have no idea. The turkey, the turkey thinks it's being saved. Injects it with forty cc's of saline. Oh, Stat. come on! Sorry, turkey. <laughs> You're making it dark. I do like though that still somehow the mission statement manages to work for us it really does though it really does we express how we care through things Uh, we really do we do we do not that things Um, are the only things that matter but things do matter things do matter and we are here to tell you which things matter the most (laughs) that's our job (laughs) our job uh for instance turkey's place at the top of the thanksgiving thingdom unassailed for centuries Literally. Mm-hmm. Might be under assault. What? My first thing is ham for Thanksgiving. Not with, but instead of turkey. What? Replacing be- the turkey with ham. How dare you? I will present my case. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, I, I need to. I don't think I put these links in here in order, but uh, 
in uh, I, I found going back to 2018, I found links of people talking about the debate. Uh, the the one of the more recent ones was from foodsided dot com two years ago. Is Thanksgiving turkey being replaced by Thanksgiving ham? Uh, okay, so that's probably clickbait, but it's out there. There's an idea yeah. out there, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Then you get to Sunset Magazine. This Uh-oh. is a magazine that takes things seriously. That's serious. November eighth this year. Not a fan of turkey. Serve one of these alternatives at your holiday feast instead. Whoa, whoa, and whoa, ham whoa. is top of the list. Your meal doesn't have to revolve around a massive okay, turkey that roast chicken. Hours. Oh my but God. ham is the centerpiece of any celebrat- celebratory meal, says Sunset Magazine. And finally, yeah. finally, the Swiss Colony, family owned since 1926, <laughs> purveyor of fine meats and cheeses the world over. Thanksgiving ham dinner, the turkey alternative. Damn. That's amazing. Yeah. You now, have an irrefutable collection of evidence here, sir. So where I decided to put this as a thing, though, is a more personal story, Molly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are the location for Thanksgiving dinner this year. Uh, but it's kind of a combo thing. A uh, bunch of Eileen's uh, aunts and uncles and cousins uh, will be coming over. And uh, it's it's a bit of a melee as to who's doing what. But uh, the gist of it is there's going to be way more food than any of us can all eat because that's mm-hmm. just the way her family does things. Uh, and so we're going to have lots of awesome food. But nobody wanted turkey. Eileen was like, OK, we'll make the main dish and stuffing. What do you do? You want turkey? And nobody did. The kids Okay, the Gen Z cousins. Okay, because these cousins are not our age. Eileen's, you know, at, at that end of the of the family. These are these are kids that are like just out of college. Uh, we're like, just maybe just do a ham. Wow, wow! So mm-hmm. it came to you actually organically, organically from the trend-setting generation, <laughs> and then backed up by by a little uh, little quick search on the old DuckDuckGo. That's amazing. Uh, I mean, it does make a lot of sense because a couple things are converging here. One is that there have like there is sort of increasingly a loud and collective realization that like Turkey is not that good. And (laughs) and that there have been a lot of machinations introduced to try to make it good, yeah. like uh-huh. spatchcocking and uh-huh. brining and cooking it all these different, maybe you just like cover it with bacon, mm-hmm. you know, like do whatever you can to make it good. But people are like, yeah, it, it's not great. And it's hard to time. cook right. And it's, it's not impossible. Right. It's not like, you know, you got to be a gourmet chef trained in France or anything, but it, it's then, not the easy dish. Exactly. And then you add to all of that, the fact that it is expensive mm-hmm. increasingly expensive and there's like a shortage this year of fresh turkeys and right it's like you know that maybe didn't turn out to be as serious as people thought it was going to be but either way it means that you're spending a crap ton of money for like a not very good hard to cook bird and you can kind of see why people would be like yeah I'm pretty hey you know what comes yeah. already cooked <laughs> and i just need to heat it up in the oven <laughs> sometimes it's even sliced it's sometimes even freeze-sliced <laughs> <laughs> and you can make hella sandwiches with it. <laughs> right? For uh, We did a ham one year for Christmas. It was the best thing ever. It wasn't even that big of a ham. 
but we were yeah. like eating ham and cheese, grilled ham and cheese for weeks. And I, I enjoyed that versus usually everybody's complaining about, oh, I'm so sick of turkey. We've had so many leftovers. I mean, it's really true. Last year, I th- no, a couple of years ago, some at some point during COVID, I did. There's like a honey baked ham store mm-hmm. in Oakland. And I got there at like seven o'clock in the morning for the huge line of people getting ham. And I mean, it was definitely the best ham. It was delicious. So don't, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying ham is, is going to knock Turkey off the top spot, but it's definitely ham for Thanksgiving is a thing. Hell yeah. And you know what? I'm into it. I'm also into some of these other options, such as steamed rockfish with herbed beurre blanc. My family would revolt. <laughs> they would just I mean, revolt. To me, that's got a, that's an and that's a, you know, cause I don't know about y'all, but we're, we're going to have uh, lumpia and lechon and <laughs> possibly spaghetti. Like there's going to be so much other stuff, but you got to, you got to have that one center piece. You do. Yeah. Make it a ham. That's amazing. I love it. Um, I have a holiday food item, but I had to move up a thing and you'll know why in a minute. So uh-huh. my first thing today is Pliny the Elder mm. IPA. I feel like I have been a friend of Pliny the Elder uh, for for many a year because a, f- a friend of one of the, it might have been Buzz Out Loud actually Darth <laughs> Weef remember Darth Weef yes totally yeah uh, he introduced me to Pliny the Elder in its earliest days like there's it, it hasn't been around that long it was great beer Pliny the Elder uh, and I have always felt like it was a little secret beer. But it sounds yeah. like the secret is out. It was. It was definitely a secret beer, and it is no longer. It is now – I mean, it's it's listed – you know, you can find it as a – a like there's a story about it in SFGate because it's from the Russian River. So it's Bay Area-based. Um, and, and last week, it looks like on the 18th, they released a limited supply of what they call the cult favorite beer, which is a special batch of Pliny the Elder. But then even just the regular IPA – was ranked as according to beerandbrewing.com. It was it's number three on readers list of top 50 beers of 2022. And then what really sealed it for me is that my son is now working in like a kind of a fancy local grocery store in Oakland. And he's like, we cannot keep that one shelf stocked. He's like, we've got like one shelf of every other kind of beer, five shelves of Pliny the Elder, and it's always gone. And so I bought one. Mm-hmm. And in full disclosure, this is before I knew that it was an IPA. Ah, uh, uh-huh. And that's why I moved it up because I bought one and I was like, ooh, I'm going to drink it during the show. For I'm going to take it during the show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And? I mean, it's awful. It tastes like a goddamn <laughs> It's sock. an IPA. I hate IPA. Yeah, you hate IPA. You're not going to like playing the elder. I hate IPA so much. It tastes like it's like chewing on weed. Like it's just so unpleasant. And I'm so fascinated by the not only the rise of IPAs, but the rise of like ever more bitter and sake. <laughs> it's like it's like there's some savory bitter. It's just terrible. But everybody loves it. Yeah. So well, because people people love IPA. And and if you like IPA, Pliny the Elder is a very good (laughs) IPA. It's so disgusting. So I had to move it up in the – I was going to do it second, but I had to move it up so I don't have to drink anymore. (laughs) So (laughs) 
Good, good. And it's a I really th- big bottle too. I mean, I I've think that's a great call, uh, especially it's coming. Definitely a thing. Yeah, coming with the grocery store hack. I I had a bit of one of those small proud moments that when you pass the age of fifty, you you collect and treasure. Uh, which is, I was at a Blackpink concert at the beer line or the drinks line. It wasn't just beer. Uh, and I went up and I was like, I saw they had soju and I was like, what's the soju drink? They're like, well, there's the pink venom, which has the da da da. So this is a young person with, you know, piercings and kind of hipster indie looking. There's a pink venom cocktail or we're just selling shots. And I'm like, "Mm, I don't want to pay that much for a shot. So Mm -hmm. I ordered, I said, what are your beers? Uh, and they said, uh, uh, some, you know, mass consumption beer that I don't remember what it was now, like Budweiser Miller or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, an IPA and a Pilsner. And I, I said, well, I don't really want an IPA and I don't mind a Budweiser or something, but you know what? I'll, I'll take the Pilsner. And I saw the, the small smile and nod of correct choice, sir. Correct choice. Yeah. <laughs> like exactly. IPA would have been like, oh, so you're one of them. You just uh-huh. always drink an IPA. Bud would have been like, oh, you're here with your daughters. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> but the Pilsner the was Pilsner like, is just oh, like, interesting. It's, nice. you're an- it's just like a. <laughs> yeah. The Pilsner, I think, I feel like is like the house red. Mm. Like, it's fine. It's just yeah. an easy drinker. Yeah. Easy drinker. Exactly. And and also the like not common choice. Right. But, very, but underrated. Yeah. Yeah. Let's have, let's bring Pilsner back. Because IPAs bring, are disgusting. Yeah, I love Let's a Pilsner. Yeah, and yeah. I I know you're going to disagree because of how you feel about IPAs, but I don't feel like a Pilsner is that far off from an IPA. Really, like, it's a little sweeter though. It's, it's not so it is. It's it's sweet. like to me, it's almost the sweeter IPA and and less of the grassiness, less of the stuff that you don't like, which is which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Barf, grassy is a good word. I should have made fescue a thing. But it's only a oh. thing in my backyard, and it's coming in great. Anyway, um, we'll talk about that in the post show, I guess. Uh, my second thing is ELI five. Uh, this is one of those informational things of like, if you see this around, uh, now you know that it's a thing. ELI five means explain like I'm five. Totally, but I've never seen it like uh, acronymed. Oh before. yeah, no, I've seen it a few times now, which is why I ended up throwing it in our thing bullpen. Uh, wow. Yeah. So, uh, and you can use it now as well. So ELI five. Oh, I L-I-5. mean, let me explain to you like your five, what ELI five means. Okay. That is amazing. <laughs> That's so good. And I'm going to use it constantly. You can use it like in hashtag form. Yeah. It's really helpful in, in posting. Oh, yeah. So good. That's great. And I love it. I love where, it. It's a nice, simple one. Cause I'm going to see that and be like, what the hell is this? And what, what's interesting is I saw it as a description rather than a request. Like this is a great ELI five of this X topic. Oh, maybe it's the new TLDR a little bit. It is. It's kind of like TLDR. Just, Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That may, Oh, that's a good call. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Great spot. Yeah. We've done, this is a service. This is one of those ones. That's just like a real Mm -hmm. public service. Yeah. Cause you're going to see and be like, and then you're going to be like, well, I know what it means because I, Listen, it's a thing. 
That's right. You're welcome, friends. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is so uh, full disclosure that every Christmas morning I make bacon and canned cinnamon rolls. So I was particularly remind me why I'm not sneaking into your house every Christmas morning. Again. Yeah, I mean that's like it's the only way to we it it's the only time of year I ever buy those. You know the ones that just like pop open, <laughs> bam, and then it it's so great. Um, however, this year I'm very excited because TikTok has gone and one-upped Christmas morning with a whole freaking cinnamon roll hack. What? Yeah. The TikTok cinnamon roll hack is a thing. So much a thing. I mean, this is kind of like when the fest- the feta pasta was a thing. And it was like, then BuzzFeed Tasty has to do their version. Uh-huh. And the New York Times uh-huh. Cooking has to do their version. And then somebody else had to. And I think it might even be in Sunset. I don't even know. But it's everywhere. And basically, the TikTok hack is that you take the canned giant cinnamon rolls okay and then you sort of spread them out in a pan a little bit and you cover them with heavy cream oh heavy whipping cream the heavy whipping cream you have left over from your thanksgiving dinner because you never use all the heavy whipping cream that you buy for whatever you're making yeah all right a weirdly long time uh-huh. too, so that's helpful. Uh-huh. Um, and then you melt some butter and mix in brown sugar and chopped pecans and pour that on top. <laughs> so you're like supercharging the cinnamon roll. This is and this then you is make fantastic. it. Yeah, yeah, you get this just like mushy, amazing, whatever, whatever. And all that was like fine by me. Uh-huh. Fine, right? Yeah. I'm into this. Uh huh. I'm here for it. And then I saw some crazy bee do this with eggnog. Just took the what? instead of the instead of the heavy cream and instead of heavy cream she just poured oh, eggnog. That's on top. leveling like, up right that's there. That's it. Yeah, that's a, Christmas done. That is that done is some done. genius. That's yeah. Pulitzer Nobel uh, whatever other prizes you can throw at them. Yeah, worthy. That's some James Beard ish right <laughs> yes, there. Exactly. <laughs> so yes, the official TikTok cinnamon roll hack that is everywhere right now is the one with the heavy cream and the brown sugar and the butter. And I'm sure that's all great or whatever, but I'm just stone cold pouring some eggnog on there. You know what I love about these TikTok hacks is the formula is basically get a pre-made thing and then add some of the ingredients that the pre-made thing is pretending to have, but doesn't. (laughs) And now it's a great thing again. Like the ramen hacks. A lot of the times they're like, yeah, the noodles and the broth are okay. Let's just add back the ingredients of ramen that aren't there. And suddenly it's delicious. Same thing with the cinnamon roll thing. It's really true. They're like, we hacked it. Like wouldn't you just, Oh, okay. But it's easier. It's, you know what I mean? Like, it seems silly, but it's like, do you want to make them from scratch? Well, no, <laughs> I don't. Yeah. yeah. No, I really don't. So uh-huh. awesome. Also, evidently there's a, there's a TikTok hack where you fry some eggs in pesto and then put them on top of avocado toast. And I'll be having that for breakfast tomorrow. Oh, so. we, I just bought an avocado wow. at the grocery store to do the TikTok hack of avocado with egg on rice. With oh, sesame oil. Yeah. Mm. yeah. You know what? That's actually one of my all-time favorite breakfasts is so avocado, good. fried eggs, rice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then a little sesame oil and sometimes a little uh, seaweed, crispy seaweed. Oh, yeah, yeah. A little, um, not laver, although that's also accurate. Nori. Nori. Yeah. That's the stuff. Um, oh also, I'm fascinated right that now. this salty dish, com, where you link to for the TikTok cinnamon rolls, has a link to ambrosia salad. Oh my God! It's the eighties all over. Again. Is it back? Please I don't hope be back. Not. No. 
What? Not, say, not saying that's a thing, but it's there. Okay. For any of you who did not grow up in the 80s and 90s in the middle of the country, like Tom <laughs> and I did, ambrosia salad is, first of all, not a freaking salad. Not a salad at all. It's a no. it's a salad in only the most ancient use of the word. It has nothing to do with lettuce or vegetables. It's just like things that are mixed together. And those yeah. things are like pineapple, mandarin oranges, sweet maraschino cherries, cool whip. Did people occasionally some jerk would always come along and put like shredded coconut on there, which kill me. Or or carrots. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, it does. It includes uh-huh. shredded coconut. Oh, I found that. Okay, here's the recipe. Mandarin oranges, drained. Pineapple chunks, drained. Because you don't cut this up yourself, right. guys. This is the canned kind. Maraschino cherries, drained. Vanilla Greek yogurt. Shredded coconut. <laughs> mini marshmallows. Mm, it's the marshmallows. That's right. It was marshmallows. That's what chopped, makes it. Chopped pecans, optional. Because that would be some roughage. Not allergy. whipped topping. It had to be cool whip. I don't even know why they just said whip top. As Saray says, ambrosia, the salad that ruined ambrosia's good name. (laughs) It's so true. It's so freaking disgusting. Oh, my God. And in this picture, there is so much shredded coconut in there. Like if you've ever just wanted to eat like a sweet flavored bowl of hair, that's what this salad is. (laughs) You just chew and chew and chew and nothing ever happens. Mm, Roughage. It's so it's like eating fescue. <laughs> you might have to explain the fescue thing. I'm just saying. It's grass. <laughs> if you want more, you got to be a patron and get the bonus content. Boom. There Boom. you go. Uh, let's right. get to the feedback. Feedback at it's a thing.me. We got great stuff that you all sent us. Thank you so much. Robert wrote in with a thing he's seen. Hey, IAT crew, long time BOL days listener, first time caller. I wanted to confirm slash expand on one thing you've mentioned in the past. Personal electric transportation, personal electric vehicles, electric mobility devices, whatever you want to call them, they are a thing. I think you've talked about e-bikes and scooters, but I've been seeing tons of e-skateboards, e-unicycles, even the smaller no-hands Segway type things. I think this summer was the tipping point for me where they went from just being an occasional sighting to an everyday occurrence. Love the show. Oh my God, that is so true i just in the last week saw three different guys on freaking unicycles pevs i guess so personal electric vehicles yeah that seems like a horrible acronym that someone would want to apply to a category like this have you really really seen more than one electric unicycle in like a week and a half wow and i was like why would this be happening what is the i feel like that's good for the economy that you're seeing that many electric unicycles i mean i guess it really is right because that can't be cheap and of course there's tons of those little like uh the little it's only your feet on a hoverboard type dealy yeah 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 those are everywhere yeah great yeah great spot actually kind of sorry i didn't make that a thing when i saw three of them in a week well done robert kind of an obvious one all right professor art from the philippines is out here doing the work. Hello, Molly Tommy. Thing spot of a thing spot. The Wall Street Journal has noted that new parents are now decorating their baby areas and dressing their babies in very neutral tones. Instead of the bright and bubbly light blues and baby pinks of yore, they're going minimalist with subdued earth tones, natural woods, and muted decor. Very understated, very non-stimulating, but perhaps even boring. 
But what cracked me up was the term given by a TikToker to this trend. It's called sad beige. (laughs) (laughs) So apparently this sad beige movement is all about ease of color coordination, but it's also about breaking away from color gender stereotypes. Like just because you've got a baby girl doesn't mean she needs to be saturated in pinks. Instead, you drape them in <laughs> muted browns, ecru, oatmeal, sand, and other touch, such detuned colors and hope that they grow up to discover their own color identities along the way. <laughs> and then links to the story entitled Sad Beige Has Taken Over Baby Gear Clothing and Decor. So <laughs> – I, I think I've told the story before on this very show that uh, it, pink used to be for boys and, and light blue for girls in the 1800s, and then it switched. Yeah. I don't I don't remember if we figured out why. It might have had something to do with Queen Victoria. Uh, but yeah, the color identities are totally random. The, they're, we only think they're natural because we grew up that way. So I'm all for changing that up. You know, uh, shaking it up, dress some boys in pink and some girls in blue or purple or yellow. I'm not sure that I think the best option is beige, (laughs) where it's like, well, until you pick your own color, you must be sad and neutral. (laughs) I just love that they called it sad beige. Sad beige. Like that is just absolutely freaking delightful. That's great. Oh, poor these poor babies. But I agree. That's sad and weird. Uh, Tabitha in McMinnville, Tennessee wrote in with a slew of things. Uh, Hey there, Tom, Molly and Rich, couple quick thing formations. I work at a grocery store in Tennessee and although I had never heard of Elote, apparently it's been a growing thing here as well. My (gasps) deli has a Mexican street corn dip and cold salad. The produce department even sells Mexican street corn kits with fresh corn on the cob bundled with cream, crumbly cheese and a spice packet. Also, I am so pleased to know the aesthetic I have adored in the Fallout games has a name. The post-nuclear apocalypse has never looked so stylish. Uh, <laughs> this this related to retro futurism, of course. And of course. one thing, check. Gravel. Not just for the rural poor. I've been <laughs> seeing this pop up on newly renovated modern homes, then saw it on the HGTV Urban Oasis 2022 house. Mm-hmm. Finally, thank you to producer Rich, Dottie West is absolutely a McMinnville, Tennessee native. There are highway signs attesting to this fact at several town borders. Thank you for your thinginess. Oh my God, that is freaking amazing. Also, I'm going to make an elote like corn dip for my holiday party. Ooh. What a great idea! Because I'm doing what like a great a idea. Bar. Yeah. <gasps> incredible wow that is a beautiful collection of things right there i am going to send this hgtv link uh to uh how modern homes use gravel uh to my sister who has approximately quarter mile gravel driveway leads to her farmhouse totally just be like dude you're huge right now (laughs) you're so hip it is it's true it is becoming like drought decor gravel and then finally joe hood wrote in with a specific thing molly mm. tom and rich but mostly molly i have a very specific thing formation on the air force one slash upscale sneaker thing right after the episode aired i told my 15 year old about the air force one thingness and his reaction was the same level of dismissal as molly's son he added <laughs> a specific critique which i should note i also heard from my son quote tiktok girls have ruined those shoes oh my gosh so true TikTok while girls that have ruined those shoes and exactly right. 
literally my son took a photo. I think I said this even on the show at a party of like mm-hmm. all this pile of them. Yep. While he said, while Joe writes, that is a fun teen based confirmation about Zoomer boys attitudes toward Air Force Ones. I had an even deeper confirmation of Molly's experience when my wife, a successful executive born in the 1970s, spontaneously told me today, quote, I need to up my sneaker game. I have seen some really cool upscale sneakers on my colleagues now that we're meeting in person together. When asked for clarification, the examples she saw were a mix of Air Force Ones and Gucci sneakers. Oh, no. So on the Air Force One's definitely a thing uh, for one demographic, professional women, and clearly an anti-thing for another, teen boys. Enjoy the <laughs> feast day of decorations. Uh, that is the evolution of a thing, right? Really it goes it. from the TikTok girls to being hated by the teen boys to being embraced by the professional women. That yeah. seems like a, just a natural, like, Candyland-like path. I mean, that is, it really, it's the life cycle. That's yeah. the thing cycle. Life cycle of the thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. It's a beautiful, beautiful incredible. and natural. God, we're spending all our time on go lately. I mean, just sneaker culture is so hardcore. Yeah. I mean, it's all, we, right there now. could be a whole spinoff. It's a foot thing series. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really different thing. actually. <laughs> I mean, we'd probably disappoint a few people if we named it that. You're right. <laughs> well, we would intrigue them <laughs> and then disappoint them. As when... many of us have learned, engagement alone is not the right metric. No, nope. Um, thank you everybody for listening, for emailing us at it's a thing dot me. We could not do the show without you. And I mean that literally because it is your support on patreon.com slash it's a thing that actually keeps our butts in these chairs week after week. So thank you. And some of you support us. At the highest level of our Patreon, which is the shout out level. And as a result, we craft for you each week a special collection of shout outs related to things that we love or rich encounters out in his meanderings through the, the highly intellectual world that he lives in. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the people at the shout out level, they support the show at the highest level and therefore they get featured in this. But the beauty of it is that their support allows Rich to create this weird parody that we all enjoy. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It is a. It is truly a circularity economy. Mm-hmm. It's it's a gift that keeps on giving. Well, these shoutouts are based on a description in history of Amaro. <laughs> the alcohol, to be mm. clear. <laughs> not the Amero, which was the purported unified currency of Canada, the United <laughs> States, and Mexico. This is the Amaro, the drink. Related uh, loosely to Fernet. Oh, ah, yeah. Yep. So right. hence the, yeah. Um, all right, cool. I'll start us off. Lee Price, which translates to bitter, <laughs> is a patron with three key parts. And Andrew Bradley, often a neutral corn spirit or wine. Jake Woods and James C. Smith for balance. It can feel challenging to pinpoint what exactly this bittersweet Kevin Sill is. Since Louis St. Amour, Louis St. Amori for plural, <laughs> doesn't have a set ingredient list, the Gabrielle Cohen Yule Encounter varies widely. Different regions of Joe Hood produce different blends of Eric Duncan based on the Lara Abel local to that area. 
Miranda Janelle has existed in some form or another since as early as ancient Morris Jones times, when nobles would drink herb-infused wines or tonics for their restorative properties. Around the 1300s, medieval Benjamin Forests began creating their own concoctions of medicinal elixirs, and by the 1800s, different types of Mike Aikens were commonly sold in pharmacies. Incredible. The Louis Saint Amory. The Louis Saint Amory. <laughs> you gotta be freaking kidding me! Sometimes also, I think he encounters something like that, and then he builds a whole shout-outs around it. It's amazing. I love that the nobles were claiming it was it's medicinal. It's for the restorative properties. <laughs> well, it's a, it was a digestif or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it starts mm-hmm. that way. It always starts as a digestif. Where did I read? I think that. My son, the history buff, told me, or I read that, like, in medieval times, everybody was just pretty much kind of drunk all the time because, like, the water yeah. was not particularly safe to drink. So you I've just drink wine all yeah. day, every day. Or beer. Or beer. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was like, you, you can't drink the water most of the time. And right. the reason beer and wine were created was to preserve the drink so that they could keep hydrated. Exactly. <laughs> so interesting. <laughs> yeah. Poor judgment all around. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to It's a Thing. Thank you for supporting us at any level at our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash it's a thing. If you support us at any level, by the way, you can join us each week in our Discord and chat with us live. And then, of course, get the bonus content. That's the key. Indeed. Email us. Feedback at it's a thing dot me. Do it. See you next week. Right Happy now. Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, Americanos. Okay, bye. Gonna break down now. Can't hold it back. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.